Avast ye mateys. 129, Suicide by Cop. I'm your host, Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast, transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This subject is something that is plaguing law enforcement leaps and bounds. It is the front runner on every YouTube setting. It surely will get you millions of hits and a whole lot of Monday morning quarterbacking. Everybody's an expert. Everybody knows. Everybody tells you, couldn't you just have, you know, shot him in the leg or something? Or something even more stupider, couldn't you just, like, shoot rubber bullets? We will discuss that and many more elements to Suicide Cop. You know, as always, I've always said there's a big gap in between what law enforcement learns in training, how that evolves, and the huge gap that exists in the community. And, and forget the media. They'll really screw things up. So that's the gap that we always look to try to shorten it and make it a lot smaller. So that is our front runner. That's what we're going to talk about. And that is what is going to educate you today. As always, if you want to get in contact with us, you can. And that is at RaiderCopNation.com. It's that easy. It's not that complicated. Now, uh, let's talk about some show show updates as while well, I got you on the on the microphone here. I almost knocked down the microphone. And our lineup for the m- month of March 2020. Of course, you've got Suicide by Cop, which is this one. And uh, March 11th, uh, episode 130 is the new Pfizer dealing with uh, courts and espionage and so forth March 18th the homeless new home insurance we'll tell you how these cities are banking big on homeless episode 131 and March 25th episode 132 arming America for what hoping to have uh, Kilo Sierra with us on that episode so that's our lineup for the month of March, and I hope you can tune into those. You know, we always want to uplift you on everything that we approach here on Radar Cop Podcast. How do you get in contact with us? Well, it's easy. You just uh, do your little typing there on the browser, and you're going to throw in RaiderCopNation.com, and we will pop up. We are also on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Podbeam, uh, uh, Stitcher. The list goes on. You can find us almost anywhere. Quite frankly, if you just type in Raider Cop Nation, it'll pop up on Google's as well. All right, so we um, are going to also this... uh, coming year as I said before we're going to start interviewing some 
people, groups, and so forth. And we're going to have one scheduled uh, in the near future. Might well, Obviously, it's going to be sometime uh, after March. And we are going to have an organization on here. New organization started in 2017. We're going to have them um, come out to the air war, airwaves and tell us their mission, purpose, basically the who, what, when, where, why, and how they do their thing. And of course, this is like a little bit a shoot off of the club, but they have a different operation than those episodes that we have talked about in the past. And uh, so we're, we're happy to have them on here, young community, and it's a community of uh, fine law enforcement officials that, quite frankly, have um, pretty, pretty good record in law enforcement for the last uh, over a little bit over 30 years, and they have been uh, in the upward mobility mode, and we're going to have them on. Again, I got to tell you because it's a little bit of a surprise for right now. Uh, the synopsis uh, episodes that we used to do on for Radio Cop Nation. So, in other words, you have uh, this episode, Suicide by Cop. You would have heard this sometime during the weekend, about 10-minute, 15-minute synopsis of what we were going to talk about. We've decided to replace that with news headlines and law enforcement news headlines of the week. And that will broadcast every weekend. Basically, uh, remember, uh, if, you, if you're a big baseball fan, you remember Mel Allen. And they used to have the base, baseball in review. Well, that's what basically we're going to do. We're going to do a little bit of law enforcement in review for the week. And that's uh, coming up uh, this coming week. So stay tuned to that. And then you can always find that on Radio Cop Nation. There's a section on there that says news. And you'll hear those shows. Uh, Because, you know, originally we used to do news on our podcast. Take us up too much time on research, on posting, and developing those things. So we um, came up with the idea to separate them. It'll work. You'll see. You'll like it. You'll like it, Mikey. All right, so the synopsis is being replaced with news headline. Uh, my co-host, <clears throat> I have a new co-host that is not coming on the podcast because if he does come on the podcast, it'd be very boring because he only knows how to say one thing. But we are going to have him on Raider Cop Tube, which comes in 2021. Don't worry, my co-host is in training. For those episodes on YouTube, Raider Cop Tube, he's little, he's learning, and he'll be ready by 2021. And uh, that, that gives us all pretty much, uh, let's see, what do I want to I wanna, Do I want to talk about that? Okay, well, we'll talk about that when we start the main topic section. All right, without further ado, let's hit the word of the week.
Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So, where can you hear more about this wonderful word? Well, it's easy. You can go to Test Everything 1521, and you can get that off RaiderCopNation.com. Or you can visit our website, which is Test Everything 1521, one word, Test Everything 1521.buzzsprout.com. And we'll pop up there. It will be uh, 15 minutes or less explaining what I just read out of uh, Elijah 55, verse 6 and 7. And um, we will explain that same day that this goes out, which is today, March 4th. All right. um, We did the word of the week. We gave the explanation where to go to listen to all those beautiful words. They last 90 days. After 90 days, they will be automatically removed from the website. But we know that the word of God never disappears and always uplifts and inspires those that listen. The Lord allows us the opportunity to plant the seed, and he does the rest. So, our main topic today, suicide by cop. we got a whole lot to talk about in such a short time, and I really don't want to spend a lot of time on this, and I'll explain a little bit further as we roll into Suicide by Cop, episode 129. Suicide by Cop, episode 129, the characters that we're talking about in this episode, America's law enforcement community and America's growing mental ill population. Also, we are going to discuss these different topics on this and... uh, you know, I've, I finally figured out when uh, when they give you a prescription for gl- eyeglasses because you have difficulty seeing. But every once in a while, I forget and I can't. I'm, I'm talking and I don't have my glasses. But you know, we'll figure it out. All right, so here we go. These are the topics we're going to be hitting on this episode: mentally ill, the standard, different uh, types, uh, uh, different training approach. Number three, the law enforcement community's need needs 
a lead agency on this subject. Number four, CIT units. Number five, weapons and uh, purchase. Oh, the red flag law announcements. We'll talk a little bit about that. Number six, uh, law enforcement's need quick access to info and resources to combat this. Number seven, ideation, suicide ideation. We'll explain that. And the eighth one, and the most complex and difficult one for a lot of people, we will explain de-escalation versus de-escalation. Stay tuned for that one because that could be a little confusing. A reference material comes from the FBI Law Enforcement Bulletin and an article by the name of uh, Bordering Our Understanding Suicide by Cop. And we are going to add this to our lineup. Number nine, the most important one of them all, the cluster effect. And uh, we also have an attached reference to that as well. All right. Well, we got a lot to yippity-yab, so let's get going. We're not going to waste any time. Mentally ill standards. You know, if, if, if you're new to the CIT, which is crisis intervention teams or tra- training, you know that it started in Memphis, Tennessee in the year 1988. Police had an altercation with a mentally ill subject where that individual was shot and killed by police. Community became outraged and the birth of crisis intervention emerged. So you might be asking yourself the question that if it emerged during that time frame in the late 80s, 1988, why can't we just use that type of training to approach suicide by cop? Because one factor is time is of the essence. You see, the plan has been forged and the person is carrying out the act in this event. In the other event of crisis intervention, not everybody wants to kill themselves. They could just be plain old crazy. And so that you prepare for that. Two different disciplines, but pretty similar formats and some different tactical approaches to that. The difference in training. As I said, 1988 versus CIT, teaching you about signs and symptoms of mental illness, how to approach, how to be non-threatening, how to Baker Act people. Uh, For a lot of our corrections deputies, they deal with uh, the suicide ideation and people that want to carry out the act of suicide. So kind of a little different from law enforcement, but... Uh, you know, police uh, operations out in the field. But nevertheless, they all are parenting each other, and they're part of the same community. And the difference of standard in suicide by cop is that this is dynamic, fluid, and quickly evolving. And with that speed, you have to act 
quicker decisions on suicide by cop. The law of the uh, number three, uh, the law enforcement communities needs to have a lead agencies. I'm tired of the fact that the FBI is the lead on everything. Suicide by cop profoundly, percentage wise, affects uniform patrol or uniform officers, whether they're in corrections, police, courts, transit. Most of these confrontations are with uniform personnel because this person wants to go out and a big bang. So, you know, you can't, I think he's a cop. You got to know he is by the uniform. So the FBI is going to be the role model, the ones that don't wear it. Yeah, yeah, they got a couple of shrinks and yeah, yeah, they can put something together. But I'm just tired. They're the freaking experts of everything. And look what they've botched up recently in the news. So I believe that the Institute of Justice, they do a lot of this stuff uh, for the Justice Department. They should branch out to three or four agencies around the country, uh, northeast, southeast, uh, that kind of stuff, and um, throw some grant money at them and see what, what they can put up, what kind of sandwich they can put up. And the best one, you kind of mold that together and, that could be the beginning of a standard like they did in Memphis, Tennessee with CIT in 1988. Now, the Justice Department and all that, well, they didn't have a big hand in that. That was just the Nash, Nashville, uh, Tennessee Police Department that decided to put those pieces of the puzzle themselves. And everybody, and I mean everybody, jumped on the bandwagon. All right, our next subject is CIT units. Now, CIT units, after the initial beginning of crisis intervention from Memphis, Tennessee, like I discussed in 1988, it started fastly evolving in the 90s. More and more agencies started jumping aboard. So a 40-hour program, by and large, teaching the officer a variety of details or uh, subjects, detailed subjects that they need to pay attention to. One of them signs and symptoms of mental illness, how uh, to approach or de-escalate, uh, how to um, Baker Act them. Or the pro- well, Baker Act is a, is a term in Florida, but uh, basically person that's acting strange and bizarre, law enforcement has the authority to go ahead and take them into custody for treatment instead of a mental uh, jail, which is mental institution the same. But, you know, for for the technical people out there, no, it's not. You shouldn't say that. You should have less sense of unit. This is a serious subject. But if you work in that environment, you know that there are more crazy people in jails than out. So, on the CIT units, uh, vastly approaching, oh, God, uh, 30-something years, 31 years. And uh, it has stayed the same, folks, from its original concept. It has not really evolved. You do get indicators. You do get resources. You kind of understand the, what the do's and don'ts are. 
learn how the mind works and all that. It's a pretty good informative course, but it has not evolved in 30 years, you know, where other disciplines that teach a type of crisis intervention like corrections is a fast evolving because one of the things that corrections adds is the life-saving approach. Because believe it or not, inside institutions, people will have suicidal thoughts, and guess what? They will have the nerve to try to carry out the suicide. So it has to be a two-tiered approach in corrections, not only learn signs and symptoms and so forth on recognizing mental illness, but the staff needs to be at the ready when the guy himself says, go. You got to go. And sometimes you got to rescue people too. So that's a part of it. Now, the discipline we're talking about here in Suicide by Cop, the tactical aspect comes first. This is a fluid, dynamic incident, fastly evolving. The officers on the scene need the information ASAP to know what they're dealing with. And I think that this is one of the crunches that are happening to law enforcement right now. They are trying to deal with some of these people as if they have all the time in the world. They're not picking up one of the biggest indicators of them all that this person is actually carrying out the suicide threat. But you don't see a rope around his neck. But you don't see that. But the ideation, which means it's in his cocoa, in his brain, is actively seeking that. That self-injurious behavior. He might come out just with a serious injury. He might come out dead. But whatever the outcome, he's decided, or he, she has decided, to go out in a big bang out. So when a suicide by cop incident occurs on the street, remember, number one issue. Write this down, kids. Take out your crayons, your cardboard boxes. When police are called, this is an active suicide ideation of self-injurious behavior that the person really wants to kill themselves. It is an ongoing threat. Active. Go. Okay. And police currently are setting up to these things like if they got all the time in the world and they want to talk about Johnny, which is the subject why he did not get a Twinkie in the second-grade cafeteria. But that's not what we have. We've got something that's going to kick off. And who's going to kick it off? Well, the officers are going to follow the dynamics of the subject, which in this instant is a suicidal. So this is fastly approaching. See the, diff the difference in disciplines? Law enforcement hasn't caught up yet on the second one. All right, so we did that. Uh, b -b 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 weapon. 
uh, different types of weapons that they can purchase. You know, you know, the taser and the this is mostly about the second hand weaponry. Sometimes you don't need pepper spray or or OC spray because you can get the secondary effects from the wind. In other words, the wind's blowing in the opposite direction, affecting the officers, not the subject. So I didn't throw that out. And nobody wants to be Wally the weatherman on the scene. Then you got the uh, tactical baton. Always good for a good whack in the old days, but today we're a nicer, gentler law enforcement agencies, and we don't do that. PR-24 has been buried as well. Flashlights have been buried as well. Fisticuffs or the primary weaponry, which is your hands. We A lot of officers don't use that anymore. It's kind of ancient. So the secondary weapon is a big player, but here you can't... Uh, make a critical mistake of pulling out a taser when this maniac all of a sudden you discover he has a firearm. So your tactical approach has to be on that threat level with your weapon ready to go. Now that doesn't mean you have to point it at the subject and unholstered and unsafe and that's not what I said. So for the maniacs out there that want to say, how can you say that? You're going to just roll up and shoot them. No, I didn't say that officer has to be ready on this event if he gets all his stars are aligned quickly and given to him via the dispatcher then he knows or she knows this may be a shooting event all right now i want to talk about one that's really uh critical and uh, i'm going to spend a little bit of time on this and that's de-escalation versus de-escalation. And I'm going to give you a real pretty good lineup of what I'm talking about. This is, if there was ever a term in law enforcement that needed to be switched, is this one, de-escalation. So for a lot of law enforcement friends of ours that are listening, they know de-escalation as the beginning of an escalation, and now you're slowly creeping that physical force backwards, calling it de-escalation. But in the crazy world of CIT back in 1988, when they were putting all this together on how to deal with crazy people and approach them and talk to them, they also used the term de-escalation. So when you're training officers on this fast rapid approach of crisis intervention, it is imperative that they understand the difference of de-escalation because one de-escalation might get your feelings hurt, but the other de-escalation might get you punched in the face. So I'll give you an example. I'm talking to the subject. He is Actively aggressive, passive aggressive at this point, throwing arms and hands up right in the face. Quite obviously, you could tell he's upset. You may not be the byproduct of that aggression, but nevertheless, you're pretty at a safe distance, showing hands, 
trying to calm the individual down. You never use the term calm down because the first thing they're going to do is yell at you by saying, I am freaking calm. You're the maniac. So you don't want to use those terms. What you want to do is talk softly, you know, normally, like normal people to this guy to see if you can bring him down slowly. Take all that blood pressure that is written up to his brain up into the little peanut, slowly starts to drain back down to the rest of the body. It might take a little while. So you want to talk at a normal pace. But while you're doing this event and talking the individual down, his aggression goes from 0 to 100 in 1.2 seconds, and you now are the brunt of that aggression. He's actively, physically about to resist you. You have gone from one de-escalation, and now you've gone to escalation. Got it? From de-escalation to escalation. Okay? Because you're, as the officer, force should be greater than the force coming at you. People out in California, what do you think? Take your time. I know it's a difficult time out there. But that aggression coming at the officer should be greater from the officer to the subject. Now, once the officer starts to control the subject, okay, throwing him to the ground, putting him in handcuff positions, and that's another thing uh, that I want to say real quick. Some of these handcuffing positions and stuff that have been going on for 30, 40, and 50 years are the same same thing. It's the same motive. Bad guys know that you want to put them on their belly, take your hands out from under you, stop resisting, you don't get hurt. They know all that. So it's time to change it up, boys and girls. Time to change it up. So uh, a lot of these uh, pressure points and stuff like that, you don't want to show that because they'll see you on boob tube. But there is a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu that can come into play. All right, well, enough of that before our jiu-jitsu MMA guys get in there and they they get all excited and hear the bell and want to join in the fun. So we went from de-escalating the person come talking slowly. What's going on, Jimmy? Why are you upset? And uh, how can I help you? And Jimmy now is going to take a while to get that blood pressure down, but all of a sudden, Jimmy goes from 0 to 100, and you are the brunt of that aggression. He's actively resisting you, and now your force should be greater than Jimmy's force in order to win the battle. And now, once you're starting to subdue, there's another good word, Jimmy, you can now go into de-escalating that, which is the physical force of de-escalation. So they are cousins. They're not even brothers. They're cousins, de-escalation versus de-escalation. I'm going to have a show about that in the future. And I'm also going to have a show about ideation, suicide ideation. Suicide ideation or ideation itself is a self-inflicted behavior. The person wants to cause harm. Sometimes people cut themselves, suicide ideation. Sometimes they stab themselves, suicide ideation. 
Sometimes they ingest certain things they shouldn't be ingesting, suicide ideation. The outcome might not be known, but they know that they want to do a serious uh, injury type of thing to their person. And if the outcome is death, it's death. Some people that have severe mental illness, believe it or not, schizophrenia, bipolar, and all that other stuff, are not necessarily aggressive by nature. What are you talking about? Oh, crazy people are violent. The psychotic ones, when they're in a psychotic state, but not because you just have mental illness. Some people, and, and I would say, I would go further to say, the people that are suicide by cop, their mental illness was in uh, submission. It was dormant. Because you really never, you don't cure mental illness. You take medication and it becomes dormant. Okay? Like cancer. But a lot of these individuals will all of a sudden get off their meds and go into this suicide by cop or start taking other type of psychiatric medication causing all kinds of issues. Now, when we had the uh, uh, the shooter out in Las Vegas, well, he was normal. And, you know, everything went silent. The government just stopped talking about that case. And it has become a mystery to a lot of individuals. But suppose the guy wasn't crazy, right? So you say, well, how, how who would do such a thing like that, you know? Well, of course, it's a person that has some type of self-injurious type of behavior because you're not going to just blast it out with the crowd all by yourself. Somebody's going to shoot back at you one, you know, at some juncture. So these individuals now are the point I'm getting at are all these incidents that are occurring with people that may or may not be psychotic or recently got placed on some psychotropic medication, there is no real study as to what crap they're taking does it have the tendency of this violence. And I think the longer that uh, the FBI continues to investigate the president's hairspray and less on this subject about psychotropic medications, what is the true effect on an individual is, is this why people are shooters needs to be done and done with quickly because that information needs to get out there all right i believe it does i think a lot of these shooters little nutty but whatever they're they're taking if the uh, shrink says uh, just take two pills a day not just one just take two all of a sudden, there you are at the gun store getting all these magazines and bullets. Okay, well, anyway. So the red flag laws are supposed to track all this and slow it down so we feel better as American citizens. God, Jimmy, just before he got the guns. Really? But we feel better. I don't like red flag laws because I think they're unconstitutional. You can bank somebody over the head pretty good, accuse them of something, all of a sudden this poor guy's 
spending millions out of his pocket trying to convince everybody, hey, I'm normal. You know, I've got a nine to five. You know, uh, I'm a professional, and they won't give him his guns back. So I don't like it. I don't like the red flag laws, but we can use them for these scenarios. Okay, so a little data bank has to be created together with the CIT guys that go out there and deal with nutty people in their communities all around America. These agencies, and we have to keep uh, some of these lunatic, leftist, Bolshevik organizations down the road uh, from this because they start screaming, uh, hipa, 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 hipa. You, you're violating people's rights, you're stereotyping them and all this other, you know, it's all baloney. We got to do this for officer safety. We need to know the bottom line. It could be somebody that a CIT officer has come into contact with before, and some of those indicators that that officer can give them type of some type of an alert system to the officers now that are just arriving on this scene. Okay, so we need that critical information. Reg, uh, gun laws nonsense also, but I don't. I don't think that is really going to be accessible that fast than it is with the CIT guys. You know, you, they deal with these people that are psychotic all day long, talking them down, making them feel good, giving them hugs, and taking them to local hospitals. But some of them are a little bit more aggressive than others, and that would be a good indicator. And uh, dispatchers, when they take these complaints... They need to ask uh, some real hard questions about is, you know, has Jimmy been uh, thinking uh, suicidal thoughts? Has Jimmy been killing uh, animals in the neighborhood? You know, what's the story with Jimmy? Try to get as much tactical information as possible to make those officers feel safer. And they need to be safe. So these issues that we discuss is not the end all of this issue. Suicide by cop is, as I said, an individual that has made up their mind that the day will be the last day that they live, and they want to play that scenario out. But this last subject, I do want to have a 45-minute show on in the future. I, I told you we were going to have one on de-escalation versus de-escalation. That'll be fun. And I want to have one also on the cluster effect. So you might be asking, what in the world is the cluster effect? Well, it might not be what you think. But it is a type of self-injurious behavior. Again, self-injurious. You, you want to injure yourself. And the cluster effect is that effect that are mostly on other people that are dancing with mental illness, jokers, and all of a sudden they see somebody that has carried out, let's say, a suicide ideation, and now they're dead. As a result, the rest of the mental ill community says look at Jimmy he came out pretty good 
got attention, became famous on the media. His family's crying for him now. Yeah. And now you have a secondary attempt and a third and a fourth. A lot of people that are law enforcement officers that know what I'm about to say can agree. Be careful during full moons and things happen in threes. So the cluster effect will happen. I remember having a meeting at headquarters once and we're discussing certain terms. We're under investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice. And one of them that I mentioned was the cluster effect. And I had all these negative Nancys that wanted me to explain. But we don't... What is this thing? Is it, is it bound on scientific principle? Oh, I, I can tell you stories, people. Well, anyway, let's get back to the subject. So I said, look, we had an incident at this location, and this person did the following. It was successful or not successful, suicide. I said, wait a short period of time, we're going to have a second one. Lo and behold, same day that I said it, not even an hour later, boom, number two. Chugga-chugga, boom, boom, chugga-chugga. Why? Because there was a lot of attention on that one. So a lot of people also with mental illness say, I want to kill myself. And when I kill myself, my family would come to my funeral and cry on my tombstone and they're going to wish that they, they would have been there for me, and so forth, right? A, not a lot, but some of these individuals, this is how crazy it can get in the crazy world, don't see themselves as dying while committing the actual completed suicide. Let me repeat that for the peanut gallery they didn't understand a word I just said. Some of these individuals do not see themselves as dying in an actual successful suicide ideation. They think they're going somewhere. That they're actually going to be alive. That they be transported where they can look at their family members crying. <laughs> Why? You know, like a Christmas story. Remember that? And he's sure you're going to shoot your eye out, kid. And the family all start crying because he grows up and he's blind. And parents go, what happened to you? I shot my eye out. You know, that kind of thing. So the cluster effect was instantaneously given to these negative Nancys that wanted to know more information. They got it that day, didn't they? They have, well, how'd you know that? They didn't, they couldn't figure it out. Don't even freaking answer the question. Just smile. Just <laughs> because it's a waste of freaking time. You got to be in it to win it, right? You got to have the T-shirt in the closet. You got to know this stuff. Subject matter expert. That's why I'm pissed off. FBI this, FBI that. They're creating. What? They don't wear freaking uniforms. They don't go to calls. They don't do any of this crap. Well, who made them expert? Don't answer it. Don't just leave it alone. 
All right. So, again, we got we come out of this episode, Suicide by Cop, and we have uh, inherited de-escalation versus de-escalation in the future, suicide ideation in the future, and the cluster effect in the future. Three episodes just out of one. How do you like that? Just like that, it started to become a curriculum. Where would you get that? All right. Song of the week is, uh, where is the song? Oh, there it goes. Uh, Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. And we got that on there, Song of the Week. As we know, we don't play it here. We don't want YouTube to get a copyright infringement. What are you doing? You're going to lose it all. Don't do that again. You do that one more time. We're going to pull you from YouTube. So do it on your own. Have fun. All right, what's up next? Uh, episode 130, the new Pfizer. The new Pfizer. We'll discuss how the court system all of a sudden had a safe face and point their figure in the FBI and go, you're the next time you're going to do the following. So we're going to talk about that on episode 130. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. I forgot. I almost forgot where I was at. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, and most importantly, the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And don't forget, this is the time in the season that we need to really pray for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike. And I'm out.